When I was thinking about this and what I might say to you this morning and what word I would want to bring to you, the, the passage that came to mind was the one that Father Lewis read in its entirety. Sorry, the, that was my mistake that you only got the little bit there. I typed two and I meant three. It's supposed to be verse 34, not 24. Sorry. But this is the story, as you heard, of Simon Peter walking where? On water. So let's put this story in context for you, okay? If you had your Bible in front of you, you would see this is in the middle of chapter 24 of Matthew's Gospel, right? So 24 in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 14, excuse me, in Matthew's Gospel is halfway, exactly halfway in the story of Jesus as Matthew's telling it, right? And it's also, I would say, when Jesus was kind of at the top of his game. It was at the height of his teaching and healing ministry in the area around a big lake called the Sea of Galilee in northern Israel, not far from the hometown of Nazareth where Jesus grew up, right? So that's where his public ministry began. He'd been at it for a while. He was getting a name for himself because he was such a compelling teacher. He was such a loving presence, so forgiving and so kind. And he also had the capacity to heal people heal people of their broken and wounded spirits and even of their broken and wounded bodies. So this was a man that you'd want to spend some time with if you could, right? And so people were starting to follow him and his disciples around wherever they went. So wherever Jesus showed up, people showed up in large numbers, right? And so their teaching and their healing and their forgiving and their loving day in and day out and day in and day out. And one day in the midst of all of this, Jesus gets devastating news, devastating news. He hears that Herod, the puppet ruler for the Romans of that part of Israel, has just murdered his closest friend, John the Baptist. I would say even more than his friend, his mentor, the person who got him started in ministry, the man who baptized him in the River Jordan. And he, just, he heard that John had been beheaded by King Herod, right? And he, when hearing this news, you read in the text, he's hearing this news, and he's just devastated. And he says, I'm going to go off for a while by myself to pray, right? Because he's a grieving man, right? Jesus was fully human. He's a grieving man. But you know what happened? The crowds all followed him. And he looked out at this crowd of people, hungry, broken, in need of love, forgiveness, and his heart went out to them, and he had compassion. And you all know what that's like, don't you? When you're at the end of your rope, or when you're sad, or when you're needing some time alone, and someone else's need just presents itself right in front of you, right? And your heart, by the grace of God, is opened, and you're given a strength that you didn't know you had, And he said, we're going to go one more day. We're going to teach and we're going to heal and we're going to minister to these people one more day. So they do for one more day. And at the end of that day, stay with me now, still chapter 14. We'll get to the water, I promise. At the end of that day, now the disciples are tired and they say, Jesus, would you please tell this crowd to go home? 
go somewhere where they can get something to eat because we don't have any food for them. You know this story, right? And Jesus says to them, well, what do you got? And what did they have? What they have? Fish and some bread, right? And he said, bring it here. Let's offer it to God and see what God will do. One more time, they didn't have enough, but they took what they had, offered it to God, spread it among the people, and there was enough, right? Okay, so now everybody's really tired, right? Jesus is really tired. And he says to his disciples, you go on ahead, get in the boat and go on ahead. I'll, I'll catch up with you later. I need, I need some downtime. And he went up to the mountain to pray. And here's where we pick up the story. He went off by himself to pray. The disciples who were fishermen, most of them, so they knew their way around a boat and they knew their way around the water. They go out into the boat and they're, it's a big lake, but it's a lake and they're going to the other side. And in the middle of it, as you heard, storm blows up. So there they are in the middle of the lake, big storm. We've heard of big storms, haven't we, this week? Right? Big storm. They're smart fishermen, they know what to do. But they're out there, and the wind's against them, so they're stuck out there. They're not going anywhere. So they hunker down for the night and just ride out the storm. Right? And early in the morning, okay, here, now here's where the story picks up. And so now, if you were dazing or thinking about something else, now I want you back. Come back. Um, early in the morning, they look out, and they, think they, they really think they're hallucinating. You know when you're so tired, and you look out, and you think, oh, my God. There's a person walking, there's a ghost out there, that's what they think. And they're, they're terrified, as you would be, until Jesus says to them, because we know, right? Spoiler alert, it's Jesus. <laughs> Jesus says, hey, no worries, guys, it's me. Now, Simon Peter, you all know Simon Peter, right? So what are some of the characteristics of Simon and Peter, right? He's, um, he's impulsive. He's uh, first in the class. He's the kind of kid that like, always had his hand up first, right? I know the answer, Jesus. I know the answer, right? Asked a question. Be the first one to speak up. First one to take risks. First one to fall flat on his face whenever, right? Which was one reason why the other disciples still liked him, even though he could be such a goody two-shoes sometimes. Because when he fell flat on his face, he was usually pretty humble about it. He'd get back up, say he was sorry, learn from his mistakes, and go on. So they would, they loved the guy, right? Even though he was, but he always wanted to be at Jesus' side. Always. Always wanted to be, if, where Jesus, he wanted to be right there. So Jesus is on the water, and what does Peter say? Lord, if it's you, let me come out there with you, right? Let me, let me come out there with you. And Jesus, incredibly enough, says, well, come on. And he does it. He, he, I know, it's in the book, right? But he gets out and he walks. And then the winds blow up and he, he's like, holy, I'm walking on water. And he begins to sink. It's like when, have you ever have, if you're ever around a baby that's learning how to walk, right? And they realize they learned that they're walking, and what do they do? They fall right back on their butt because they're just so, they want to get to where they're solid again. So that, 
And then Jesus just matter-of-factly pulls him up and together they walk in. Now, I know that's a fantastic story, right? But here's my point. Here's why I wanted to tell the story today. Each and every one of you and me, we walk on water all the time. And we have ever since we were babies. You know why? I mean, not in the literal way that I'm talking about that we've heard in the story, but in ways just as miraculous. Every time you have done something you had never done before, and up until that moment was impossible to you, and you did it, you were walking on water, right? Every time you stepped into a new environment that you had never been in before, and you took that risk, you were walking on water. Every time something was asked of you that you, you had been trying and trying to figure out or trying to accomplish and you couldn't do it and then you stepped out again and you did it, you were walking on water. Right? And that's not a Christian thing. That's a human thing. right? That's not being extra superhuman. That's being completely human. God created us as water walkers. Right? We were create. That's why babies are so fun to watch. Did I tell you I was a grandmother? <laughs> I have a grandbaby in my life. So I'm getting to watch this all over again, right? But that little boy, every day, he's walking on water. The first time he could hold his head up. The first, I've got a video of him eating with a spoon for the first time. It's hilarious. But the day before, he couldn't do that. And he's going to start walking, he's going to start running. He's going to go to school for the first time, just like you all did. Remember that? When you rode your bicycle for the first time? That is, that's what we're created to do. What makes it a Christian thing, hear me now, is when we sense that it's Jesus calling us out on particular water. If it's you, Lord. Tell me to come join you. So these are the times in your life and in mine when we feel it's not, it's a human thing for sure. And those looking around us who aren't Jesus followers may not have heard the call the way we're hearing it, but we hear and we sense it's, it's Jesus who's calling us out there. And it's a risk and it's scary, but we're doing it. We're going to do it because of him. And sometimes we're like Peter and we want to go. It's like where we want to go most. Uh, and other times, it's the place we'd rather never go. Right? Right? But it's, we're going to go because he's calling us. I'm a grandmother. That baby can cry all day as far as I'm So... So I was thinking about this in my own life, and um, I had an experience as a young person. I was 17, and um, my parents were divorced, and they were living in different parts of the country. And I was um, living with my dad, had been living with him for a long time. And for a whole bunch of reasons that would just take me way too long to explain, that whole family life just fell apart, just disintegrated. And, um, and I knew. More than, I, more than any, I, I knew with as much clarity as I knew anything that I, I, had, I didn't have a place there anymore. 
and that I needed to go back and live with my mom, right? And I had to humble myself to do that because we didn't part on the best of circumstances, if you might imagine that. So when I was 17 years old, by myself, I left and traveled all the way across the country and moved, left all my friends, all my community, all that just tended to be. And I felt Jesus calling me there. Now, I was talking to Father Bill um, before the service, and this is a story that probably many of you can relate to, some of you anyway, or your parents or grandparents. Um, how old were you? 24? 24? When? You all know this story, right? You, some of you maybe have a similar story. God went across the world by himself, walking on water, or flying across, as the case may be. But you hear what I'm saying? that kind of risk. And when we do that and we feel God is with us, our faith, our resolve, our sense of who we are in the world grows. So those of you to be confirmed, all the young people in this room and all of us who are young at heart, we all have some water walking ahead of us, don't we? We've all got water walking shoes. And I just want to tell you that when those moments happen, no matter what they are, no matter how scared or excited you may feel, Jesus, if he's calling you, if he's calling you there, it's going to be okay. Even if you sink, and you will, right? It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And St. Michael's Church, I actually know you've got some water walking ahead of you as a community. I know you do. And I want you to know it's going to be okay. I'll be walking with you. And even more important, it's Jesus who is calling us out of the boat. Amen. Amen.